Welcome to today's podcast. This is through the Scottish Farm Advisory Service. My name is Jess Donnelly and in today's podcast we'll be hearing from Beth Kendall, a successful crofter based in Strathpeffer. Beth is going to be telling us about her experience of mentoring through FAS and helping to support other crofters who are new to the industry. Okay Beth, I think we'll just dive straight in with the first question. How did you become a mentor? I heard about it just through friends and and I just thought it would be a great way to pass on some knowledge. So I got in touch with the advisory service and spoke to folks and they got back to me and, and that's how I joined up. Did you know your mentee before becoming a mentor? No, not at all. So it was a bit intimidating and because you don't know who you're going to advise whether it's somebody that's just getting started or someone that has loads of experience, you know, it was a bit intimidating to think, gosh, they might know more than I do. (laughs) Why were you matched with your mentee? To have a woman helping another woman. And I I think that that was probably the main reason. And also up here, because things are so spread out, they had asked when I joined how far I would be willing to travel because, um, for instance, from where I am on the east coast, the west coast is quite a distance, and certainly up north would be quite a trek. But I had put that I didn't mind what distance it would be, and um, it was probably just a case of there was no one else. What relevant skills or experience do you have? Um, I think because I've got such a broad range of experience, even though I was on a croft and not a large farm, over the 20 years I was there, I was doing quite a bit of different type work. So cattle, sheep, commercial poultry, and quite a bit of grass work Mm -hmm. because I was trying to get the most out of the croft for the livestock and also had a diversified business. Um, I hadn't joined any of the environmental schemes, but I had looked through them and gone through the process before deciding not to. And I'd also, over the years, had quite a bit of support from the crofting grant system and knew how to navigate that paperwork. So I think probably having a broad range of livestock experience and having a lot of admin experience um, was a a benefit for being a, a mentor, not not such a narrow range of experience. Mm. And also I'm a retired teacher. And before that I was I was an engineer. So I've done quite a few things, but all my life been helping people see how to do things or listening to what they need and trying to help them put it into practice. And I just I just love farming and I love helping people and um, with, you know, that sort of thing. What tasks did you help them with? Mainly animal husbandry, um, I think um, managing sheep, looking at whether there needed to be any changes in the, what their sort of goals were for the flock. And it was just before lambing time. So coming up to lambing, having to look around and seeing are things set up in a way that's practical? Because like okay. with so many people, my mentee also has a job off the farm. And um, so not there 24-7. Just trying to make it suit what they were doing and fit in with that and listening to decisions they had made and commenting on that. They were on a good path anyway, I think. Also, there were um, future projects being looked at. And we just had a discussion about those sort of things, some land management issues. One of the things we spoke about, and I think it's 
critical, really, and something that gets forgotten when we get busy every day with livestock and fencing and, you know, trying to hold down an, another job, is yeah. who's doing the admin and the cost of having somebody doing the admin. And we forget and we don't value our own time. Say to people, and I know it sounds irrational, but I think you should value your own time at 100 pounds an hour. So if there's something you really hate doing, like your taxes or your VAT, and you can get an accountant to do it, and there's certainly less than 100 pounds an hour, you should pay somebody to do that. Spend your time doing things that you're good at and want to do, because you cannot do everything yourself well. Nobody can do that. Or actually having an extra hour or two to think about things. Did you need any special qualifications to receive mental status from FAS? they're more interested in the experience that you've got I don't know I suppose in addition to experience you need to be open-minded and I I spoke to people on the phone you know from the advisory service before I was accepted as a mentor so I think it's more based on real life experience than having a, a degree or a certificate in something how straightforward was it to process your application for mentor status it was quite easy. I phoned, phoned the office and spoke to them and um, had a wee bit of an interview and was told somebody would phone back, you know, in the coming week or so to discuss it with me. And, and that's what happened. What does mentoring involve? I think the most important thing it involves is being able to listen to someone without prejudice for how you might do something and then uh-huh. help them turn that into success for them and you can draw on your own experience for that but it's also important to listen to what they've tried or what their neighbors have said or other things like that so mostly I think it's about helping people succeed at what they want to do on their craft or farm in a way Mm -hmm. that suits them because what works for me doesn't work for someone else what works for their neighbor won't work for them necessarily and everybody's on life circumstances are different. You know, as we said, most people work outside the farm or croft and, and things have to suit them and their systems and their livestock and their management and, and that sort of thing. So really, I think it's about helping people achieve their goals. How did you structure your time with your mentee? Um, the office emailed both of us, myself and my mentee, at, with contact mm-hmm. details. And then I got in touch with my mentee and had a chat on the phone just in general about circumstances and where they were and what sort of things they were concerned about and trying to do. And then we just arranged a time for me to drive up and spend a few hours there going around the farm and listening and looking and talking and things like that. So it was easy to fit in. It's not a, not a structured thing. I think mm-hmm. it's whatever suits the mentor and the mentee, the advisory service don't get involved in telling you where to go or what to do and that sort of thing. It's strictly your own schedule and, and the mentee's schedule. Do you think mentoring is beneficial to new farmers and or crofters? I think it's, I wouldn't say essential, but mm-hmm. anybody starting out in farming and crofting, the first thing I would say is, why would anybody want to make the same mistakes I've made <laughs> and that we've all made? There's so much that can be learned from listening to other folk. And when I first started, I had neighbors, you know, that would come chat to me about things. And and I have to say, 
without a view that I should do it their way or the way the previous farmer had done it. And um, we have a pretty good farming community, I think in the Highlands in general, but where I was, um, that you can speak to folk and you hear about who's doing what, what's working, what's not working. And I think for somebody coming into that system, you can't farm or cross by reading books and watching TV shows because it's so unrealistic, the practicalities of it. A lot of practical, unromantic, undramatic, drudgery sort of things that have to be attended to that don't feature in books and TV shows. The practicality of, in this area, how many ewes do you need to keep to sell how many lambs so you can just clear your insurance, among other things so that you know you're going to keep your head above water and enjoy farming and crofting, then find yourself sinking, 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 and the first bad year that comes along puts you under. If you have, you know, people that you can talk to that can suggest things and maybe point these things out and, and help you avoid some common mistakes that we all make, you're so far ahead of the game. Do you feel you got anything out of the experience professionally and personally? I just felt really happy that I had helped somebody and they mm. found that help useful. You know, I, at the time when I signed up to be a mentor, I had no idea that we got paid for it. And I think it's an, an excellent use of, of money, I think, to send folk out to do these things. And um, I, th I think it was just rewarding for me to be able to to pass on information and especially to listen to someone speak about what they had done or what they were thinking of doing it and say to them, that sounds like a really good idea. I think you've mm -hmm. got that right, you know, and um, just helping people have confidence in their own decisions. It was just brilliant, really. For me, it wasn't about me. It was about helping somebody get on their feet and get going and, and have confidence that, yeah, they had been making good decisions and you know, or here's an easier way to do this if it suits you. Would you mentor again if you had the opportunity? Oh, yeah, I would definitely do it again. You know, you're driving somewhere that you've never been to meet somebody you've never met, but you're going to find there. And it was just a, a great experience, I think. What advice would you give to someone interested in applying to become a mentor? I think they should definitely go for it. And if they're not sure about it, just phone the advisory office and speak to someone and um, they they were really encouraging when I spoke to them you know so any doubts I had or because I, I think I'm probably a shy person I'm not one to go driving around telling folk how to do things it's just really encouraged by it that it, it, you are a mentor you're not a teacher you're not a critic you're just going to see what someone else is doing that you've done before possibly and just give some ideas or, you know, point out things that might become problems that could be sorted sooner rather than later. And, and I don't know, it's just about helping. And people in the farming community do that anyway. I've heard it described as the only industry in the world where you would stop doing your own work to go help your competitor if they were in trouble. One year we were bailing and the baler started jamming because the dew was coming down. Across the valley a friend was bailing and saw the back of our baler up and they stopped bailing and came into ours. I would say on the face of it, we think nothing of that. We do that informing for each other. You never grudge helping because the next time it'll be you that needs help because you're working with nature and with animals and we have no control over that.